Some may know that we bought a property to fix and flip back in April of 2021, and this was our first property that we were going to fix and flip. So I wanted to take you inside the numbers and inside the process from start to finish on this property that we recently actually just sold. There's a lot going on with this project, but I'll try to help make it as organized as I can so you can follow along easier. But with that being said, let's take a look inside the numbers as well as talk about the problems that we had to figure out on this recent fix and flip property. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. So let me start with going over the loan we got, as that's a pretty important part in the fix and flip process, a lot of people use what is called hard money or private money lending, which I can now see why people use that because, long story short, it is less of an approval process to get approved for the loan, and they can get you the money quicker. It often comes with maybe higher interest rates or origination fees, things on the front end, but uh, we decided to actually go with a local bank for our lender We got good terms, a lower interest rate, but it was definitely a headache getting approved for the loan and doing everything the bank needed. So our loan we got was 80% of the appraisal value. Notice that the loan wasn't 80% of the purchase price, but the appraisal value, which made the appraisal a big deal, which it definitely came out in our favor. On top of that, they also gave us 100% of the financing for rehab, which we had calculated the rehab needed to fix the property to be about 70000 so they financed that for us. And then we had six months of interest-only payments. And when flipping houses, you're most likely not going to want to pay any principal on the property because you're only going to have it a couple, uh, maybe a few months, um, but that would just make your cost go higher to the lender, and then that just diminishes your returns, and you're not going to get much principal paid down in six months. But with this property, we hope to be done and have it sold in about five months. But it ended up taking the full six months to get this property completely sold. And two other things I want to note before getting into the rehab and after the project, after we officially closed. First being the importance of the home inspection. Definitely recommend that. We had an inspector go out to the property and give us a report and they found some foundation issues. Well, that $500 inspection got us $10,000 off of the purchase price because we could show the damage and a quote to fix it from a contractor. So getting the home inspection was advantageous for us. And then on top of that, the other thing I wanted to add is that we needed roughly $30,000 for the project. This included closing costs as well as holding costs, meaning things like lender payments as you hold the property utility payments, you know, for electric, water, etc. And we decided to borrow that needed money from an an investor 
and then paid them back to make sure we got them the return that we promised them. So we mixed the bank loan with investor lending to be able to close on the property. So that's the loan we got and the work done before closing. And now let's look at the rehab part after closing on the property. I'm not sure if you've ever watched Fix and Flippers on HGTV or, you know, different television shows, whatever they're called. And obviously for the sake of television, everything's going good. It looks awesome, their design. But then all of a sudden comes an unexpected problem. Well, we definitely felt some of those unexpected problems in the middle of our fix. Those are not all dramatic effect in the TV shows. Crap definitely happens. So things are quoted one way by a general contractor and not necessarily to their fault. Something goes wrong or you find something to be much more expensive than expected when you start doing the job. Sometimes you just don't know what is actually behind the wall or underneath because as diligent as what, as you want to be with the inspection on the front end, there's still stuff that can definitely go unseen because you just can't get to it until you really start to rehab the property. So we had a 70000 budget to do all the fixes needed, and this included new flooring, new light fixtures, new countertops, paint the walls, fix the garage, had a crack in it, uh, fix the foundation, that's actually where we got the discount on the front end from the home inspection. Update the master bathroom, new vinyl siding, update the back porch. All those things were what we had budgeted in that 70000 Now, we were able to get most of that accomplished, but our first mishap was in the garage. It had a crack that went through the middle of it, which we knew about, and we thought it wouldn't be too big of a deal to fix. A few thousand dollars, something like 6000 is what we had budgeted, but it ended up actually being $12,000 of an expense because they had to inject concrete to basically help the foundation. I don't know all the ins and outs of concrete, but that was definitely pricey and got us off to not a friendly start. It was pretty early in the process, so we knew we were going to have to remove some items from the budget elsewhere. But overall, with rehabbing this house, the main story is that Materials were super backed up, which caused the price for materials and labor to be inflated to where a lot of items cost more than expected. And with a lot of subcontractors getting a lot of work because a lot of people are doing house upgrades during the COVID times, subcontractors were backed up and so we weren't able to get everything fixed up as quickly as we wanted. Something like paint. It was hard to find paint. And then painters were backed up. Those are often problems that you may not have especially if planning ahead on the front end. But those were some of the effects we felt from flipping a house during the COVID time. And you got to remember, especially with fixing and flipping, time is money. So if you have to go a month longer than expected of holding the property, that means you're going to lose some money because you had to pay another month to the lender, more utility bills, and so on. So as much as you can... Try to get contractors lined up to get the work done as soon as you can and maybe even have the materials bought in advance as soon as you can so you can have them block it off in their schedule and then it can just be methodical getting all the work done. So even if using a general contractor who is helping run the project, finding subs and making sure they're getting everything done, you still need to remember that you need to be involved with helping the general contractor with the project because ultimately you are the asset manager. 
general contractor, they're going to get paid because you're doing the work through them. You only get paid if the project goes according to plan with your budget and your timeline. So remember that as an asset manager, you're not just putting it in a general contractor's hands. So those are some quick notes and tips on the rehab process, but let's get into the final numbers here, starting with the rehab before getting into the summarization of kind of what we sold it for and what everything cost. We had 70000 financed, so that means the lender was kind of paying for that 70000 of rehab for us, but some costs ran high and we ended up ultimately being at about 75000 is where we decided to stop, which isn't terrible, but that means the returns are diminished by $5,000. On top of that, we weren't able to get to a couple of the items that I had listed above due to us already being over budget. So things like the porch and the master bathroom, which really could have added value to the house and helped it sell for more, we were not able to get to those. So ultimately that lowered the price that we could sell the property for. And I'm not going to list out how much each individual item cost for the rehab in this episode, but I'll post that in social media in some capacity uh, in the future. But in summary, with the numbers, we bought it at two hundred fifty thousand. We had closing costs of sixty one hundred on the front end. The holding costs, meaning things like insurance, lender lender payment, utilities, and so on, that was sixty two hundred. And the back end closing costs were roughly $30,000. A bulk of that being realtor fees, which I like having agents work for me and pay them to do that. Some people, maybe they have their realtor license themselves and they can sell properties, but we chose having an agent work for us. So we sold the property at $375,000. And so to figure out what we made, we take that three seventy-five dollars and subtract it by all those numbers. So 375,000 minus 250k purchase price, 75,000 rehab, 6100 front end closing costs, 6200 holding costs and 30,000 back end costs left us about $7700 of net profit. We were hoping to make a little bit more but really the story ended up being on this one. We actually had to hustle because we had another property few duplexes we were closing on but the lender which was the same one we used on this one they wouldn't let us close on that property until this property was sold so we had to move the process of selling this one as quickly as we could and we were very negotiable with the purchase price for the buyer because the other property we were buying on we were really high on so we wanted to get this one done so we could take ownership of the other one. So while we would have liked to make a little bit more profit, we are happy that we were just able to give a family a nice upgraded home as well as make a little bit of money to get really an incredible learning experience along the way. I like to think of it as we made a little bit of money getting our tuition and fixing and flipping houses, kind of like a scholarship, if you will, because going through a fix and flip and seeing the construction side of things and what you need to be more aware of or where costs may be more expensive or less expensive, that was a valuable learning experience for us. So I know a lot of people definitely have lost money in their first flips, so I consider it a blessing that we were able to just come out on top with this one. So with flips, I would say be very careful if 
trying to get into it. It's a lot of problem solving. It's not passive income. It's very active uh, work and you got to be on top of it the whole time. And to me, it's more of a dangerous game to play in real estate because if the market crashes, you could be in serious trouble holding a property that you weren't planning on holding. Sometimes you can refinance out of those and capture the property and get some equity out of it. But if you are doing a fix and flip that maybe the rental income numbers don't work, that's where you definitely have to be really careful. But hopefully this episode helps you see the full scope of the process in a fix and flip of a property or a house from the loan to some notes on rehab and the potential returns. The goal of this episode is definitely not to convince you to start fixing and flipping, but just to give you a transparent look into the process now that we had kind of done it for ourselves. I do want to take a brief time out and say that Money Vision U is starting to get more and more downloads. So since we have been putting out episodes for half a year now, I want to say thank you to everyone who's listening and just know that my goal with this podcast is simply to share the content that I would have loved to learn in high school or college and that I'm sure a lot of other people would love to learn in high school and college. So remember that this is a podcast built for you. So if there's ever anything you are wanting me to talk about or to find a certain guest to talk about, I'm happy to take any messages on social media and to try to find a way to address what you are interested in. So just wanted to say that, but thanks again for listening. And I trust that this episode and this university at Money Vision U is adding value for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.